All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. You guys are getting a little twofer today because we've both been naughty and we're going to talk about that very soon. First, we want to say thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of French Porch Swingers. We are asked constantly how to enter the lifestyle, how to start meeting people, and our recommendation is always the same, to check out Cassidy.com. Not only is it an amazing site that is super user-friendly, but they also take your security very seriously. For example, you can do things like only have face pictures in your backstage pass, which is a folder that you grant others access to. So if you're really concerned about privacy in the lifestyle, making sure that you're not outed, that's a great way to go. And they have a lot of other safety and security measures that they put in place as well. We absolutely love using Cassidy to meet sexy, like-minded people. And if you want to do the same, you can do so for free for an entire month. All you have to do is go to frontporchswingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of the homepage. Again, that's frontporchswingers.com. Click on the Cassidy banner to try it free for an entire month we hope to see you at cassidy.com it's been a fun whirlwind of a week as always every time we get on here we're like oh what a fucking week but it always is so it's been a lot back from the enm summit from houston that was a lot should we start there because there's a lot to cover with that i don't even know where to begin it was a (laughs) amazing experience of course and and had some incredible people that we had a chance to meet and really get to know some folks that obviously we knew already some of our friends and just the first of all just the idea that the enm summit took place was amazing. Yeah, I think we should kind of explain what the summit was too, just in case people hadn't heard about us talk about it on a previous episode. But basically the concept of it was to bring together prolific people in the space that are either event hosts or coordinators of clubs or owners of clubs or educators in the space to share ideas, get best practices for things like diversity and inclusion and consent education and how to keep your people that are coming to your clubs and events as safe as possible, you know, all very, very important topics. And I think for us, it's like we see so much beauty in the lifestyle. We love it so much, but we also know that there are some really serious issues that we have to address. And we wanted to bring together people that are equally as passionate as us. Yeah. And we did. It was took 11 months to make it happen. There's no way we could have done it without the help of everyone in that room. It was, it took a long time. But best thing for me was, A, like I said, that we were able to put it together. Right. It, it, it came to fruition. Uh, it was a long weekend. It was a lot of talking, a lot of throwing ideas around. This information, uh, you know, the ENM Summit brand, it will be something that people can have on their websites that they're proud partners of the ENM Summit. Help the folks that are going to their events and going to their clubs, going to their parties, let them know that they're serious about like you said, inclusion, consent, all the things we talked about, this information will be, it'll live on the NCSF website, it'll live on open, as well as all of the the pages for all of the folks that were present. And we uh, continue to grow it and more people will be involved. And Well, there's two organizations you just mentioned that people may not know about. Maybe. So the first is the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom. And CSF, and the second is Open, which is the Organization for Polyamory and Ethical Non-Monogamy. Yeah. So they were present there. They helped us to compile some of this information. Obviously, were huge parts of the discussions that we had, and a lot of the information and the best practices and resources will live on their websites. Yes. 
So, yeah, I mean, it was just it was a really important weekend of work. And, you know, it doesn't stop here, but I thought it was definitely a step in the right direction. For sure. We're going to obviously continue the conversations. We're going to have quarterly wrap-up, uh, follow-up meetings. We're going to have these discussions at all of the events that we attend and on, on some level at our events as well and get more and more people involved. And, you know, it was amazing to have the folks there that we did. As I said, some of our friends and content creators, some attendees, people we wanted the opinion of attendees as well. The difference in generations that were in the room. you know, That was by far the most interesting oh, part of the weekend sure. from my perspective. Yeah, especially when you get the conversations like inclusivity, you know, and what that looks like. And you have very different ideas on that than I yeah, do. We're 20 yeah. years apart. I mean, yeah. of course, we're going to have differences in opinion, but it's like, okay, how do we meet in the middle? And yeah. how do we make sure that no matter what your fucking opinion is, people feel safe and included in these spaces? Yeah. And then, of course, the, the idea of gender neutral pricing and, you know, all the cool concepts that came up throughout the course of this weekend. And to put this into perspective, there were about 40, there were 40 plus people involved in this that were in the room and on Zoom call, about six on a Zoom call. And it was just like, you know, like I said, it was really impressive, first of all, to have all those folks in the same space for that length of time and to get as much done as we did in that short period of time. It, it was a lot. It took a lot to do it. People sacrifice time, money, and energy to do this. You rarely see in the in the lifestyle event space people willing to donate time, money, and energy to something that isn't going to turn a profit. Right. Uh, and this was really nice to see. And it was very fucking cool. So yeah, it took a lot of time. I mean, we were wiped out by the time we got home. And then of course we get home and it is fucking on because we leave five days from the day we're recording this to go to Splash. Right. So we got a fucking two weeks worth of work we got to cram into five days. So yeah, We're good at crazy. that though. We work best under pressure. Yeah, so. we do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if we, we have too much time on our hands, things get fucking weird. Yeah, I was just talking about that the other day. Like, yeah, you can't like give me idle time. It just gets fucking terrible. Uh, so, you start thinking too much and then yeah. you just come up with weird ideas. Can't sleep. <laughs> mine won't shut down. You know, I was, I got the chance to play, which we're going to talk about with my friend Jade, which was amazing. Uh, we had a date night last night, you and I, which was fucking always fun. Had definitely ate and drank too much. Way um, too fucking but much. But it was a blast. There was so. also, I want to talk about this because I thought it was too good. There was a woman that was sitting on the other side of the bar. Yeah. She was in a table, but she was like a ways away from us. And she was probably your age, if I had to guess. Yeah, every bit of it. And she was beautiful. She had this kind of blonde, curly hair. She had this beautiful pink dress on, these beautiful yeah, pink hot. wedges. She was a stunning woman. And she just kept staring at you the whole fucking night. And there was part of me that was like, okay, I get that we're not monogamous, but you don't fucking know that. So. <laughs> she did not know that. So I was both turned on and confused by that at the same time. Part of me felt like I should have been offended. But then there was another part of me that was like so flattered that my man is so sexy that he gets that type of attention. I I think had that had we been another couple that like was monogamous and vanilla and just you know and she was looking that hard it probably could have caused a problem oh fuck yeah it was real obvious it was so obvious every three minutes she would look over it got to the point where we were staring at her just as much as she was right, staring it started at to get you weird. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> yeah yeah especially for me for someone who rarely even notices that shit it she was not trying to hide it she was sitting with a friend uh, another gal and yeah it was getting a little bit much it was a little strange even the bartender started catching on to it, it was, <laughs> you know which is funny because that's the best part of this whole thing with place we went to last night which is real close to our house it's a great fucking steakhouse and bar and uh i've been there with three women They're, they think you are a slut yeah, been there with you i mean you are a slut but totally. they know you're a slut i should say well it is funny because the bartender that now obviously knows me doesn't really know what to say ever <laughs> 
right? And he's he sharp. Was a, he was a little cold with me. I got to be honest. Well, he, well, he's sharp though. He knows at least not to say any dumb shit. <laughs> You know, because he doesn't know, obviously has no idea. So I've been there with you. I've been there with Susan and there with another friend of ours that obviously I had the opportunity to play with and she's lovely. So he's definitely thinking like something's up, man. He he doesn't know whether you know or they know. I'm just going to throw this out there. You do realize there are probably 2000 bars in Clark County, right? For sure. So, I mean, you could spread the wealth a little. You don't have to go to the same place with dozens of women. Yeah, but you know, I I just like what I like. So, and I don't give a fuck who, what anybody thinks anyway, you know. Now, I'm sure the next time I'm there alone, because I go there by myself too, like if you're out on a date or whatever, I absolutely know he's going to say something to me. There's no fucking doubt about it. I can't wait to have that conversation with him. That should be interesting. For sure it will be. What are you going to tell him? Are you going to tell him that you're non-monogamous? Absolutely I am. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Why would I not? That's no, it's fine. exactly what I'm going to tell him. Yeah, I it'll think be you a, should. It'd be hilarious. I, honestly, I think we should do more of that. Like, there are certain circumstances where talking about what we do for work just doesn't feel appropriate. Right. But there's also times where we've been asked what we do for work and we give the most benign answer ever. Like, oh, you know, we just... Uh, digital marketing. Digital or... marketing. And, you know, we create content. That's what we say. Right, <laughs> we right. Don't, Which... We don't talk... We have a lifestyle podcast where we talk about boning other people. Now, I do think there's probably a happy medium between those two things. For sure. But what I've started realizing is, like, I don't want to hide what we do. No, absolutely We not. do that for other people's comfort. Yeah, and I feel us. like yeah. I have to tone myself down for other people and I'm not going to do that anymore. So the next time somebody asks what we do for work, I'm going to tell them that we podcast about non-monogamy and and we host lifestyle events. Yeah. Like I said, I have no problem telling anybody. It's not for my protection or our protection. It's for theirs, right? It's to make them, I don't want to make them uncomfortable. Yeah, but but why is our existence and what we do a concern? You know what I mean? I think it's just natural. If you're uncomfortable with it, that's a you problem, not a me problem. I'm fucking proud of the fact that we do what we do. Yeah, but it's also a situation where depending on who you're talking to, now I have no fear that the bartender is going to give me any judgment. He's a young guy. Uh, I have no fucking doubt that he will be. He'll applaud the idea, right? right? But you know, you're sitting next to somebody at a bar, or whatever. They strike up a conversation. Oh, what do you do? It happens a lot to me, and it's like, you know, do I really want this person to know? Do I want to have to fucking spend the next. 40 minutes explaining to this person what this means. Well, I don't think you owe them 40 minutes of your time. If they have any follow-up questions, it's just, you know, yeah, it's complicated. Well, but it just gets awkward. You're sitting there, you know, and it's like, ah, I I do not want to have to have this conversation with you. Yeah. You know, it really I guess I just don't give a fuck anymore, so. Well, it depends on the situation. You should probably answer if you feel like you need to censor what we do, because from now on, I'm just going to tell people. Well, again, it's not so much a censoring. I I guess there is some level of doing it for my benefit, because I don't want to have to engage in conversation with you over this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to have to talk to you so i'm just gonna be as benign as i possibly can and then you'll be bored to death and won't ask me a follow-up question yeah you know? yeah as opposed to me saying yeah we host a fuck podcast and kind of like when you know. people used to if they did only fans they would tell people they were an accountant right because nobody right. wants to know what the fuck you do as an accountant or right. has follow-up questions because it's like yeah. the most boring job ever yeah, no one sorry if any of you are accountants i'm sure we have accountants listening but just like historically speaking that's a very boring job to people yeah no one wants to well there are no other follow-up questions you don't have to ask anything else like because you already know instinctively what that person does right right if i say to somebody we're you know we do adult entertainment content and uh adult oriented lifestyle events and a podcast like that's just 
you know, they're going to go, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah, it's it does. Be, it opens us oh. up to a lot of questions. Yeah, that's yeah, for yeah. sure. It's just like years ago, because I got tired of it years ago too, working in the adult entertainment industry. I simply would say I'm in hospitality and that was the end of it. If I said adult entertainment, holy shit, it was one question after the <laughs> other. And I learned that that was a mistake because I don't want to talk to you anyway. Especially because you were working in the fucking Bible Belt. Yeah. So I mean, it's I, a little yeah. different in Vegas because I don't feel like people give a fuck here. Well, no one cares here. I feel like yeah. most people expect that you're going to be in porn or yeah, adult yeah. entertainment of some sort. Or, or just something unusual. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. You I'm know. a fire breather at one of the Cirque shows. or Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like the kid that was sitting next to us yesterday, bartender at one of the, the bars, you know, at one of the casinos. And obviously knew the bartender we were sitting with. So it's like, yeah, no one expects anything unusual. But when they hear something like, oh, I'm, I'm an accountant, like, that's boring here. Right. Like, here, that's totally unusual. You know, like, there's no accountants in fucking Las Vegas. <laughs> There's no normal people in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but yeah, it was a great time last night. Had a great date. We have some work to do today. We're going to be laying at a nude pool tomorrow. I'm fucking pumped for that. Yeah. My titties need some sun. Got to get my fucking tan on because we're and ready to go to Splash. Announcement. Big announcement. Oh, yeah. I officially have a plane ticket and a hotel for San Francisco. Oh, did you book the hotel finally? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're going, I'm going to see your friend in San Francisco for the night. You're going to spend the night in San Francisco. I'm going to go get my ass beat by a hot ass dude with a yeah. giant cock. I'm super fucking excited. And it, what's funny now is like once, now that I have the logistical shit figured out, the plane is done, the hotel's done. Yeah. I feel like I can just breathe and focus on what I want to do with this man. Like we've already been naughty texting this morning about some shit we want to do or, you know, what I plan to pack to wear because we want to do some naughty public shit. Like, it's just fun time now, and I'm so excited. Well, you're also not now. You it's like too late. You, you're not backing out now. No, absolutely not. Because had you not gotten the the, the flight and the room, you could easily have just gone. Ah, I don't think I want to do this. Right. I'm not ready for this. No. Now it's too like I'm now. fucking going. Yeah, yeah. Too late now. You, you're all booked up. You're going. Yeah. You've spent the money, and it's on. So, yeah, that's a big deal. I don't know what I'm going to do while you're gone. I'll try to entertain myself somehow. Well, it's only 36 hours. He's just a good fucking dude, too. Like, yesterday, our conversation, or a couple days ago, I guess it was, our conversation was very much him reassuring me that if I came, you know, he was going to pick me up from the airport. He's going to drop me off at the airport. He's taking that time off from work. He wants to, you know, make sure that I'm as safe as possible. Just 100% willing to, like, talk through any of my concerns with me. Like I said, the perfect guy to do this with the first time. Because there is some nerve and trepidation there. And it has nothing to do with him. It has everything to do with, I am the type that does not step out of my comfort zone that often. No, which I know sounds fucking ridiculous given what we do for a living, but... No, it's a big deal, you know. And for, for me, like, he wants to have a conversation with me, obviously, before you get there, which he and I will do. Um, and I've already met him, but, he, you know, we want to talk through some of the, the logistics of this and the details. But yeah, it, it's a big deal because I have spent the night alone or without you, like with Susan, one night, which was close to home, obviously. You've never traveled specifically to hang out and spend the night with someone else at a state. No. Like, that's not a thing. And so this is one of those steps I think that's important in you know the evolution of what we're doing. We were just talking about this uh, to somebody about where we go next kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, whatever, you know, we're See, just I'm, I'm trying not to look at it that way either, though. I don't want to look at it as like, this is the step I need to take to get to where we want to be eventually. For me, it's like, I just really enjoy this man's presence and I'm doing something that makes me feel good that you support me in. And I'm trying to not put any more efficacy on it than that. Well, you know what I mean? Because then otherwise it becomes like so pressuring. Yeah, but it's not as if there's this is something that has to be a continuing thing. This is simply 
the the fact that you're doing something that we don't ordinarily do. We're, you're stepping outside of your comfort zone, or we are, and because of that, we'll be able to do more things like this. That's really all it means. Yeah. Th- that's it. So when somebody says, you know, what's next for you guys kind of thing. Who the fuck like, knows? Yeah, it's like, we don't know, but, you know, we're just going to do shit that, you know, we're going to be a little uncomfortable with. We got to do that in order to go forward. Yeah. So that's what this is, really. So yeah. it'll be interesting. I'm happy to uh, tell you guys that that is officially on the books and I'm going and I'll make sure to tell you guys how it goes. Yeah, you're going to do that between the time we get back from Splash and before we go to Denver. Yes. So that'll be interesting. So yeah, we got a lot coming up. Like I said, we leave for Splash. Looking forward to that. Just really getting in the sun for four days. We have a couple of responsibilities there, but nothing crazy. I really just want to fucking take it easy. No, we have some really, really good friends going. We have a lot of folks going. Well, specifically our couple friends that are going yes. from Georgia that yes. we are very close friends with and we don't get to just have social time with them that often because no. they usually come to our events. Yeah, we have, yeah, we never really I don't think we've seen them at anything that wasn't our event. No. Except for this. So this will be yeah, just going to be able to be it'll be fun just to hang out with people that we know and our friends and folks that we are we haven't yet met in person but we've digitally communicated with even if it means getting off property and just going to have drinks or dinner somewhere and yeah i just want to fucking relax because after that we're fucking 100 percent a thousand miles an hour all summer long right and there's and then all of the shit is ours we're responsible for a bunch of stuff this is the last time really we're just going to be kind of coasting right you know so yeah i want to enjoy it it should be a lot of fucking fun oh can't wait yep Okay, I want to move on to Single Guy Tip of the Week because it's something I've been thinking a lot about since the ENM Summit and since we talked about gendered pricing and how single men are charged through the fucking nose to go to events a lot of times. Yep. And you always have these club owners and event hosts that tell you, they either tell you one of two things. They tell you it's a way to control the ratios, right? Mm-hmm. Like if we charge guys way more, then we'll have fewer of them that show up and then it's not going to be a sausage fest in here. Right. Or they tell you the even more bullshit line, which is that, oh, we do it so that we don't have a bunch of asshole single men that are here. Because, of course, there's never been a wealthy asshole or an asshole with expendable income ever in the history of life, right? Or an asshole willing to spend the money to be an asshole. Right. I mean, that you got to be kidding me. It's the dumbest concept ever. Right. So I guess the thing that I want single men to start thinking about is where are you actually welcome? You know what I mean? And spending your money in those places. We talked a lot at the summit about using your dollars as basically your vote in the lifestyle, right? Because we don't vote on things in the lifestyle. We don't vote clubs in or out. God, I wish we could. That'd be fucking fucking amazing. But that doesn't work that way. So how do you vote in the lifestyle? You vote with where you choose to spend your money. And these guys who complain about being charged twice as much or three times as much or five five times times as much much to go to these events, but they do it anyway. It's like, why? There are clubs and groups out there where not only are you welcome, but you're celebrated for sure so why would you not choose to go to those places or those events well it, it, see to me it just it's so counterintuitive because like if you're particularly if you're a single dude in this space we talk about this a lot like you just said go where you are welcome yep. right well we do that all the time most people do that in normative life we go to the same bars and restaurants all the time because we are welcome there people like us there we enjoy the the, the service and and people there know us and it's fun we choose to go up to a place once. If it sucks, we do not go back. Right. It's that simple. And if enough people have a terrible experience, well, that place ceases to exist. Or they change their policies or, they or whatever they're doing. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's really no different, right? But people don't look at it that way because it's 
the lifestyle. And it's very, you know, it's, it's this weird kind of gray area. I don't get it. To me, it's very black and white. Well, and I think the issue that you have in the lifestyle space is that people don't look at it like other businesses. No. Again, like you just said, if a single man went to a business and was discriminated against, he's probably not going to go back. No. If he's sitting at a bar by himself and the bartender comes over and is like, why the fuck are you here by yourself, you loser? Right. <laughs> you're going to go back to that bar? No. Well, or but if you're men... sitting at the bar and you're getting charged three times as much for the same drink as the single woman sitting next to you. Well, that's not going to happen. But, but, it's, but think about that, though, right? I mean, it's, it's it really is no difference. You're, you're going to a club. It's the same club, same environment, same room, same music, same seats, same everything. I'm going to pay five times as much because somehow my genitalia is different. Right. What's the fucking difference? Charge and you're me, by yourself. Yeah, and I'm alone. But if a single gal rolls up to the door, chances are she's going to get charged next to nothing or nothing at all and be celebrated. We saw it happen. It happens all the time. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't make any sense to me. And in the same vein, I will also say, if you are a single guy who is going into an environment where you are welcome, where you're not being price gouged, where you are following the same protocols and same safety procedures as everyone else in the building, you need to understand how rare that is in this space and yeah. respect it. I'm not saying that it's right that there are so few places that actively seek out and want single men in the door. I'm not saying that that's, that's okay. Not appropriate. But what I'm saying is... Is if you are in that environment, you need to understand that given the current climate of the lifestyle space, you have a responsibility to be impressive. For sure. And this is also part of a, a deeper conversation that we had at the EM Summit about the idea of gender neutral pricing. What about non binary folks? Yeah. Who gets to decide what they charge or yeah. are charged? How do you know that the seemingly single guy doesn't identify as non binary? What do you do then? Right. Now, what you can do, of course, is you can limit the number of guests. You can do any number of things you want as an event host, promoter, club operator, whatever. But the idea that you're going to charge someone solely based on gender two, three, four, five times as much as someone else is absolutely insane. And if I'm a single guy, I am not going to patronize that location. Right. It's really that simple. Well, it's the same reason that you and I really don't go to clubs or events where single guys aren't welcome very nope. often. We do it once in a while to support other people and support the, their endeavors, if you will, because we want to be able to still do that. But if you and I are going somewhere for fun, oh, if we're yeah. like, we're going to go to an event for the purposes of having fun, having sex, whatever, yeah. we're not going to clubs where single men aren't welcome because I play with single men. Well, we, listen, it, be honest, it happens here in town. You know, our friends own Flirts, a great club in town. It's beautiful. We went to the grand opening. It's only open on Saturdays. It's, you know, it's pretty, it's full every Saturday they sell out. So it's really kind of this exclusive thing. You got to quickly get your tickets, but we don't go. Because they don't allow single dudes. Yeah. So There's what no... the fuck are we gonna do there? Yeah. We can we can mix and mingle. We can network with people. Right. But, but I'm not some... gonna play with people right. there because the chances of me meeting a couple randomly or meeting a solo playing man in those environments is very limited. Because in the lifestyle, for the most part, when you go to a couples only event, you get a bunch of couples that want to play with other couples. Right. Well, like I said, like you said, we went and supported them when they opened. That's what we did. But we don't go regularly because there's really no reason to. It doesn't fit our play dynamic. Right. You know, so there's nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, I think you're right. Single guys, if you go to places, you know, go to the places that 
covet you, that want you there, that are welcoming to you, that aren't price gouging you. And yeah, use your dollars to, to make that determination as to who should and shouldn't be operating. I'm just also going to throw this out there. The whole, oh, we want to keep the ratio thing uh, is bullshit as well. Like 100%. the price gouging is obviously just this very capitalistic view of how to make as much money as possible and try to pass it off as altruism. Like, oh, we're trying to keep you guys safe. Yeah. So that's why we charge single men more. Fucking bullshit. Because the way that you can do that is A, vetting people, having some sort of a barrier to entry for people to go to an event. But B, if you are truly concerned about the ratio, you don't want it to be five men to one woman, you can have it be first come, first serve. Absolutely. And I'll say this. The last thing for me on this subject is I think it's very obvious where we stand on it. We just, again, hosted the E&M Summit. Club owners, operators, most prolific you know, promoters in the, in, the play, in the space for the last 25, 30 years. Everybody said the same exact thing. They've never had a single guy problem in a club or at an event. It's either been a coupled male or a coupled female or a single female. Never once has a single guy caused them such a problem that they had to be thrown out. So I mean, okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate on that, though, because we went to a club here in town that we're not even going to talk about because it's fucking horrible. And I'm not going to give them the fucking breath of, you know, being talked about on the podcast. But the behavior of single men in that environment was fucking horrendous. I mean, nobody was I didn't see anyone like touching without asking or doing anything egregious to the point that would they would have been asked to leave. But that's an example of a club that allows single men but has zero expectation of behavior. Well, that's different. See, that's a different conversation. Single guys can absolutely get into the location you're talking about and they charge them and they charge them a lot. They don't say anything about decorum. Nope. There's no dress code. There's no, I, no you, there's no policy, you know, listed at the door about your behavior. No code of conduct you're no, signing no, or no, going no. through with a staff member. None, none of, of that. that shit. No, none of that. And then, so that for me then falls on not just the, the operators, but the other guests, right? So similarly to single guys, paying attention to how they're treated at these locations and not spending their money in places where they're treated poorly. You're a couple. If you go to a place like that and there were a lot of fucking couples in there, that place was packed and you don't care for that behavior, then you need not go back. Yeah. And you'll very quickly, you'll educate the folks that operate it. And everyone wants to make it seem like it's a single guy problem. No, that's an operator problem. Yeah, that absolutely. is not a single guy problem. Well, a, what it is is, a, is an acceptance and complacency problem. That's an operator wanting the fucking money yep. and not giving a shit what the experience looks exactly. like on the back end. Yeah, so that's, again, there's two, there's two fold to this, right? Single guys, if you can get into a place, but you're getting gouged, it's, it's not the right place for you, right? Also, if you are a solid single guy, and you went to the place that we're referring to, you're going to be uncomfortable in there. <laughs> you should be. You, or you should be. And you get, should get the fuck out of there. If you're a guy who goes to a place like that and does behave that way, you don't belong out there anyway. In which case, again, onus of responsibility on the operators and and the other people that patronize it. Because if couples continue to go and they continue to tolerate that behavior... Shame on you. Yeah. So basically a single guy tip from my perspective is don't allow these places to manipulate you into believing that you are forced to pay more. The great thing about the lifestyle space in general right now is it's fucking exploding. It is. In terms of availability of different types of events, in terms of different views, in terms of different types of operations. I mean, all of that is starting to become significantly more varied than it ever has been before. Well, for sure. So as a single guy, go where you're welcome and go to 
to the places where you know they take it seriously, where they're going to give you a list of expectations and walk you through the etiquette of the club so that you can be a welcomed and productive member of that club for the evening. Well, also, I'll take it a step further. If you are a couple, a solid couple looking for you know, an exceptional experience, you shouldn't be patronizing a place like that either. Right. That allows men to go in there and behave that way. Shame on you for going and giving them your, their money. Well, and that's such a good point because how many times have we heard from couples that are like, oh, we fucking hate going to this particular right. club because it's, sw you know, swimming with single men. We wish they would get rid of the single guys. It's like, well, do you actually wish they would get rid of the single guys or do you wish that they would make sure that they have solid guys in place? Right, exactly. Those are two very different things. Yeah, and, and again, stop going. Yeah, you may, you may have to travel. You may have to you know pivot and go to another location. But we hear that a lot. Well, it's the only thing that's in our area. Go to another fucking area. Yeah. Right. And you know, and then we hear a lot of times single well single women reach out to us all the time. Is it safer to go to a lifestyle club than a regular nightclub as a single woman? Absolutely not. Do not go anywhere alone, in my opinion. However, you would like to think that going to a lifestyle club as a single female should theoretically be safer than going to a concert Depends club. Depends on the club. <laughs> well, the club that we're referring to, there's not a fucking chance you would be there alone or even with a girlfriend. Not a fucking chance. Right. So that's something else to consider, right? It, no, it is not any safer. Do not think for a second that as a single woman today that you can just roll in anywhere but to a club. or Which nice is fucking club. despicable, yeah, but it's not, the reality not, of the situation we're in. No, it just is. But certainly the reputation of these places, you know, it, it, it precedes them. So you need to be very cautious. But I looked at that place, you know, like you were the one you're referring to. We were there very briefly at doing some research. And I thought to myself... We were, it was me, you, and Susan. I thought, there's no fucking way that I would allow you two to go here by yourself. There's not a fucking chance that would happen. Right. You know? Now, we're normally, like, a, a, one of the clubs that we frequent, it'd be like, okay, no problem. Go, you know, go crazy. You know? We're going to a pool party tomorrow at a club. I would be totally comfortable with you being there with a friend. Right. You know? But, yeah, you got to be very cautious. But, guys, just be careful where you're spending your money. You'll make the, you know, folks will make a determination very quickly how to operate when you stop patronizing them. Vote with your dollars. 100%. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, by the way, you guys, if you want to hear what it's like on the other side of the fence, you have had this experience before where another podcaster talked about you oh, yeah. and your sexual experience. I just got to have that experience with the gentleman that we talked about last week. So if you guys oh, recall, right. the gentleman that I talked about last week is somebody that I had met nine months prior we finally got a chance to play and he and his beautiful wife just started a podcast and they talked about me and our experience together on it so go listen to wicked whispers if you're curious about what it's like to fuck me i have to listen to that i have not heard it yet i just got a little piece of it you played in the car yeah it's pretty good i'll, I'll drop a link to the episode in the show notes if you guys want to click on it so. yeah i'll have to check that out all right so i want to get on to the juicy shit because we have a lot of it in fact we were talking on the way over here like which experience are we going to share today because we've been pretty fucking active yeah and we settled on the fact that we're both going to share a little bit of our steaminess yep. so you're getting a little two for episode today so stay tuned for that but first we want to say thank you to the partners of the front porch swingers podcast this episode of fps is brought to you by our friends at fume breaking bad habits can be really difficult especially if it's a hand-to-mouth bad habit if you know what i'm saying i'm actually sending a fume the product that we're going to talk about today to several people that need to break bad habits in their lives and doing it cold turkey can be really difficult especially if that bad habit has been going on for years fume is an award-winning and innovative product it basically is a, a device that uses air natural air and, and plant-based flavoring for 
for a supernatural experience. It doesn't have any harmful chemicals whatsoever. It's just all natural, delicious flavors. And let me tell you, they are absolutely delicious. The mint one is my favorite. But also, if you are trying to kick a bad habit, sometimes you just need something in your hand. And this is a great thing to have in your hand because it's beautiful. It's made of wood and metal. It's heavy without being overly heavy. And it also has kind of a fidgeting device on it. So it keeps your hands moving and helps distract you from the bad habits that you may be wanting to go back to. I honestly didn't really think it was a device for me when they first reached out, but since I've gotten it, I've had so much fun using it, especially knowing that there is absolutely no harmful chemicals that are added to it. It's just a fun, flavorful way to walk through my day. So join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up their journey pack today. All you have to do is head to tryfume.com and use code FPS to get 10% off when you get the journey pack. That's tryfume.com and use code FPS to save an additional 10% off of your order today. This episode of French Porch Swingers is brought to you by Shameless Care, a company that is specifically dedicated to the non-monogamous community. And if you are somebody in the non-monogamous community that suffers from ED, just know that you're not alone and also know that there are easier and less expensive options than ever before to help you get that ED taken care of. I know for me personally, there is nothing more uncomfortable than going to a doctor's office and having to sit in front of a stranger and explain to them your sexual health needs or your bedroom issues. That can be so incredibly awkward, which is why Shameless Care has made it easier than ever before to get ED medication. All you have to do is go to shamelesscare.com and fill out a quick intake form. If accepted, they will discreetly ship ED medication directly to your door. That is it. That's how easy it can be. And right now, it's also more affordable than ever before. Before, because with our code FPS at checkout, you can get $30 off your first month of ED medication. Again, head on over to shamelesscare.com, sign up for your ED medication, and use the code FPS for $30 off your first month. So you guys might have heard on a previous episode that we are going to the ASN Awards because they are happening right here in Las Vegas. If you aren't familiar, the ASN Awards are hosted by the ASN Lifestyle Magazine Group, and basically it's bringing together a bunch of industry people and lifestylers in general to celebrate some awesome people in the space. And we are so excited because we are going to be hosting the ASN Awards pool party happening at the Lexi Hotel on Saturday, August 5th. Yeah, you're going to want to run over to members.frontporchswingers.com to get your tickets immediately. Do not wait. This is These tickets are limited, and you are not going to want to miss this party. Pool games, it's optional. Just going to be an amazing time with some amazing, sexy people. And you're going to be emceeing, which you're very good at. I'm yes, super fucking pumped for that. So if you guys want to join us for the ASN Awards pool party or any of our upcoming events, make sure you head on over to members.frontporchswingers.com today to fill out your free application and join us for an upcoming event. I'm going to kick off the naughtiness today, which nobody is going to be shocked by, I'm sure. Nobody in this room. (laughs) So I have been playing with the same gentleman for a a few times now. I think this was our fourth time together. And he is a partnered guy who lives in town. Uh, He and his partner play very similarly to the way we do. They're very much, you know, I think they play together fairly often, but they're also very comfortable with playing solo. And one of the reasons I absolutely love hanging out with him is because he's so fucking chill. There's something so nice about the fact that, you know, we don't text every single day. It's not like I text him good morning or good night or, you know, we're very friendly with each other, but the focus really is on having sexy fun together. And there's something kind of beautiful about that to me because I think you and I both 
tend to get really kind of attached to people and I like that about us but it's also nice to have somebody in my life who I have amazing sexual chemistry with that I know respects me that I know has my best interest at heart but I don't have to constantly pump emotional energy into you know what I mean yeah but it's also a situation where not all relationships have to be the same yeah either. you know this is one of those situations he's a coupled person much like you much like us they're very busy people but when you guys connect there is a real connection there when we connect it's fucking fire is what it is and that's also something that i've learned is i think in my mind i and because you and i've talked about this so much i think i'm different than you in that i don't need that constant communication or like the you know the connection in between play sessions for it to be an amazing sexual experience in fact for me i have found with this particular gentleman it's kind of the opposite it's an excitement when he's around when he comes to the house and he comes to fuck me it's like this treat because I'm only experiencing his energy for like an hour and a half at a time. Yeah, for me, it is different. I like the consistency of communication with people that I'm more intimate with, you know, more than others, obviously. And so it's it's a big deal for me to, to continue moving in that direction with certain folks. I do fully understand the idea of only communicating every now and then and maybe even only seeing each other every now and then. You know what it's kind of like to me? It's kind of like ordering dessert when we go to a restaurant. It doesn't fucking happen that often, right? So when I do get dessert after a meal, especially if it's a good fucking dessert, it's like, oh, this feels special. And this is kind of the same thing. We're not talking all the time. We don't see each other every week. We see each other maybe once a month. We don't really talk that much outside of us planning logistically when he's going to come fucking bone me. So he feels like the dessert that I get at the restaurant after dinner once in a great while. No, I I get it. And like I said, not all relationships are the same. There are play partners that I've got that I've seen a couple of times over the course of a couple of years. And then there's like my regular play partners, Susan and Jade. I see them all the time and we communicate all the time. It's just different relationships. So for this particular session, I really liked that we talked a little bit ahead of time about kind of what we wanted to experience in this. He is not somebody who's been super aggressive with me leading up to this, but I think I'm starting to realize more and more that if I am going to see someone over and over again, there has to be a level of aggression. If we're just going to come over and have this like sweet lovemaking and that's going to be the only thing that we do, that's fine if it's once or twice. But if we plan to have uh, an ongoing thing, I need you to rough me up a little bit. Well, especially, you know, when you're talking about as infrequently as you are, not that you don't see him frequently. I guess you see him more frequently than anybody else at this point. It's it's still once a month. Yeah, but it's not like something that's going on every week kind of thing. Uh, And that would be even worse for you. You That that very kind of... uh, sensitive type of you know intimacy just ain't gonna fly (laughs) i get so so bored i really do yeah it's too much so anyway we kind of talked a little bit ahead of time about you know me wanting a little bit rougher play and he's like i can totally do that so he comes over to the house and much like we always do when he comes over we sat on the couch for a little bit and chatted and it was interesting because i feel like the last time that i talked about him i talked about the fact that we sat there for a long time and it was very very friendly until it wasn't right and it kind of like shifted something shifted in the energy and all of a sudden we were all over each other i feel like this time maybe it was because we had communicated a little bit leading up about what we wanted and being excited i had sent him a couple of naughty photos day of so when he walked in the door the sexual energy was like thick in the air you could feel it well that's just it right that's when the the communication makes a lot more sense because it's leading up to you know days before instead of you know two weeks ahead of time you know like hey hope you're doing well maybe we can catch up in a couple of weeks it's like i'm going to see you on thursday it's tuesday and now the heat is on 
It was right? more it's like Thursday thing. morning. Yeah. Because he came over at like two o'clock. It was actually a Wednesday. He came over like two o'clock in the afternoon. And that morning was when I was like, yeah, I really want to be roughed up by you. Send him a couple of booty photos because he's a big booty man. <laughs> Fortunately, you have a big booty. So when he walked in the door, I could feel the excitement from him. We were sitting on the couch together and we were just kind of very lightly touching each other. He's already like touching on my legs and I had a little dress on so he could, you know, kind of have access to my legs, if you will. It just felt so much more flirty and intentional and sexy than the other types when we've just been sitting around having friendly conversations. So that was really fucking exciting. Yeah, I, for me, it's interesting because particularly with either Susan or Jade, those play sessions, they kind of start differently a lot of times depending on the situation now of course if someone answers the door in lingerie i understand completely um, <laughs> you learned your fucking lesson <laughs> how that works as jay did yesterday <laughs> i spent very little time with my my friend uh, her dog but i had to spend a, i had to give him some attention because you know he, he's a little needy and he's like the dog version of you that's so, so fucking actually that's the nicest thing you've ever said because he's so cute he's the sweetest thing ever so i had just a little bit of time with him and of course she's there in this like you know black Teddy thing. I'm like, oh, this isn't going to last long because I got to, I got to see, I got to get her naked. Like this has to happen. Well, we're so. going to get to that because you're going to talk about that too. Yes, but I first, have. I want to talk about getting fucking railed. So anyway, we're sitting on the couch talking. We probably were only talking for like 15 minutes, and he leaned over and started kissing me. And again, I feel like typically there's this kind of lead up with him where it's like, you know, I want him all the time. He's a beautiful man. I mean, just to physically describe him, he's probably six two, six three. He's you know in good shape. He has this. beautiful beautiful face, beautiful smile. He's always very well groomed. He has kind of a goatee, but is always very well kept. And he's just a handsome man. And the other thing he does is often he'll come over in athletic wear, which I don't typically like. If, For example, if we were just going to go have dinner or a drink, if I was going out with a guy and they wore right. like athletic shorts, I'd be like, what the fuck, man? But in that environment, it's kind of fucking hot because I can see like the penis getting hard. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's really easy for me to have access to everything I want to have access to so that's exactly what happened we started kissing and there was no fucking buildup. it was like hardcore making out from the second our hands started being on each other i mean he's running his hands up and down my back he's lifting my dress up of course i'm not wearing panties so he's touching all over my bare ass Naturally. and he's kind of playing with my pussy from behind and i'm rubbing his cock over his shorts and it's already rock hard which is such a fucking turn on and the whole thing was just delightful and so we probably did that for a good 10 minutes just this heavy petting very hot steamy makeout session on the couch and he was the one that was like i have to get this cock in your mouth and i was like fuck yes you do so i led him by the hand and we went into the bedroom and i turned the fan on in the room because i knew it was gonna get fucking hot and sweaty <laughs> i could just feel it there was that air that was just you could feel it was almost palpable the amount of sexual tension we had in that moment so i turned the fan on i kind of stripped everything off i had lingerie underneath and he and i immediately start making out by the bed again he's touching all over me he's grabbing onto my tits putting his hands down into my lingerie and just like playing with my tits it was just a very very heated session and i told him kind of commanded him to lay on his back and i got down in between his legs and started sucking his cock and i can honestly say this might be one of the hottest blowjobs i've ever given for multiple reasons one because he kept sitting up and giving me eye contact but it wasn't like he was just looking into my eyes it was this fucking 
hunger in his eyes. Like he just wanted to pounce on me in that moment. And I'm, I'm teasing him. I'm kind of swirling my tongue around the tip. And then I start very lightly licking the underside of his cock. And then I kind of started nibbling on his balls just a little bit and kind of running my hands up and down his thighs. And then he starts thrusting his cock into my mouth using his hips, which I fucking loved. There's something so hot about being face fucked in general to me. It just feels like such a submissive thing to like have someone use your mouth in that way. But for whatever reason, with him being on his back and doing it, it felt even more naughty and erotic to me. Yeah, well, what, like when Jade says stuff to me like uh, I was fantasizing about you fucking my mouth. It's like, OK, well, then that's going to happen. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I don't got to tell me twice. Don't have to ask me twice. That's for damn sure. <laughs> so he's thrusting up into my mouth. He's staring into my eyes with this fucking animalistic hunger in them. And I am just devouring his cock. I'm slobbering all over the place. I mean, there was one point I had drool running all the way down my chin, down my neck, onto my tits. I didn't give a fuck. It was so hot. That's the best. And he's talking dirty to me the whole time. Like, God, you look so good with my cock in your mouth. And then there was this one moment we kind of stopped. I pulled my mouth off of his cock and I was just kind of staring at it and very lightly kind of stroking it and he said something that multiple men have told me and I find it such a fucking turn on he was like I can tell how much you enjoy sucking my cock I can tell well, yeah. by the way you're looking at it even right now the fact that you are looking at my cock in that way is such a fucking turn on it's like yes I am truly a cock connoisseur I don't suck cock just because uh I feel like I have to I suck cock because I fucking love it well I am very fortunate to be someone who has the privilege of having three partners, you and Susan and Jade, of course, who all enjoy sucking cock. <laughs> In fact, it wasn't too long ago that Susan kind of chastised me at one point. Like, why do you pull out of my mouth when you're getting ready to come? I'm like, uh, uh, <laughs> courtesy? <I'm> sorry. <laughs> you know? And then, of course, Jade is like, she'll go from riding my face to getting on top of me to going, I have to have your cock in my mouth. Okay. Like, I'm not going to stop you, certainly. And that just, you know, like I said, there's a huge difference between someone who who gives oral obligatorily and who genuinely enjoys it. I fucking love it. And I also don't love it just because I know I'm giving the other person pleasure. Like a lot of the reason you've talked about you loving going down on a woman yeah. is because you want to provide them pleasure and you get pleasure from their pleasure. Yeah. That's not what sucking cock is to me. I get pleasure out of having a fucking cock in my mouth. It feels dirty. It feels naughty. I feel like a slut in that moment. It gets me in the right headspace. Like all of a sudden anything, the world could be exploding outside of the window and it doesn't fucking matter because I have a beautiful cock in my mouth. Yeah. That's how I feel about sucking cock. No, I get it. There's something about it. Certainly something about a person wanting to provide that for you. At least for me, that's like a huge, it's like it goes right back to I want someone to want to be with me because they want to be with me, not because they just want to be with someone. Right. Like a big deal. So anyway, that went on for quite a while. I mean, he was face fucking me and I was stroking on his cock. At one point, I got a little bit of lube and I was kind of stroking on his cock and just licking the tip of it. That seemed to be driving him fucking crazy. I mean, it was probably a good 20 minutes of cock attention. And then he finally was like, I want to taste you. So we switch spots. I get onto my back. He goes down on me. But I literally, it was probably 
two minutes of him going down on me. I was like, I can't stand it anymore. I need you to fuck me. Right. It was just so much buildup and there was so much heat. And th again, this was an explosive thing. This was not a slow simmer or a slow buildup. This was like a fucking bomb going off on that room. So he gets on a condom. He pushes me over the bed. This is where some of that aggression comes in. So I'm now ass up, bent over the bed and our bed's on a platform. So it's the perfect height for me to be bent over and have someone fucking me Your from behind the floor yes okay and he gets behind me and he enters me and he starts fucking me like i have not been fucked in a very long time it was so fucking deep and rough and he seemed almost like angry while he was fucking me which was very hot it felt like he was letting all these demons out in that moment oh my fucking god and there was this one moment i'm gripping the bed like the comforter on our bed i'm gripping it in both hands and i have this explosive orgasm and he's holding me he's not pumping anymore as i'm having this orgasm he's holding me in place by my ass and just letting his cock be inside of me and me come all over his cock and contract all around it it was the craziest orgasm ever. I mean, it was like I saw stars. I lost all sense of time and space. I have no idea how long he was fucking me because after that orgasm, I lost it all. I mean, I, I know he was still fucking me from behind because, spoiler alert, that was the only position that we fucked in. <laughs> well, yeah. But so clearly you didn't even move from where you were. It must have been good. Oh, my God. It felt so fucking good. And he's talking dirty to me. He keeps talking about how, how my big ass looks so nice while he's pounding me from behind. It was just so fucking sexy. And then I hear him say, do you want me to slow down because I'm about to come? And I was like, don't fucking slow down, man. I've had like four orgasms at this point. You keep fucking me so he does and probably 30 seconds after he says that he has this ridiculous orgasm i mean he's just again he's just holding me in place he has his hands buried in my ass cheeks and he's just holding me there and he's not pumping or anything he's just coming and i feel it contracting and i even feel like the muscles in his arms like kind of rippling it was so fucking hot and then he just collapses on top of me i'm on my stomach on the bed he collapses on top of me he's sweating on me his body contact with mine is just creating all of this heat and sweat and oh my fucking god it was amazing oh i fucking loved it so then he goes to the bathroom takes off the condom cleans himself up comes back lays with me in bed and he's like i'm so sorry that went so fast and i was like are you fucking kidding me that was amazing see and that's the other thing i wish more guys understood everyone thinks it's all about lasting as long as you possibly can and about you know making sure that you are giving as many orgasms as you possibly can i don't fucking think of it that way i want men to be organic with me when we're having sex people in general i want you to do what feels good i want it to be about pleasure not about length of time or how many orgasms i have i want it to be about the quality of the experience and that's exactly what we talked about for me yeah maybe he only fucked me for 10 or 15 minutes but i had crazy fucking orgasms it was super fucking hot i was ridiculously satiated i could tell he was how does it get any better? Well, yeah, it's always, for me, I think it's quality over quantity for sure. And much like him, I mean, I'm, I'm much of the same way. I don't want to be in a situation where I'm so fucking turned on and so worked up that I can't last a little longer, particularly if I'm providing pleasure. That's the thing for me. If I know that I'm pleasuring you, 
then I want it to continue as long as possible. Yeah, in but some I've, cases, it's not going to work. I've also been with guys where it's like, it's like an hour of fucking. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Sure. And then afterwards, they're like, oh, I wish I would have known that you were starting to get sore or tired or bored or whatever. Well, because, you got to be able to tell that. Because I held back like four times. And it's like, dude, why? Yeah, no, that, no, I wouldn't Because your male ego wants to feel like you lasted a fucking hour? Who cares? No, I think the other thing, for me, it's more like I want to, I just want the enjoyment. Like once, once it's, there's a lot of diminishing returns. Once it seems like it's not like if the orgasm wasn't as great as the last one i think at that point you're done like move on like clearly you're something's you know you've you've been there long enough you know what i mean you're the uncle that doesn't leave after thanksgiving (laughs) the fuck out you know what i mean so yeah much to like what you were talking about it it, kind of a mirror to what it was like yesterday i had the chance to play with jade yesterday well let's hear about this because you haven't talked about a jade experience in a little bit this will be hot and what's interesting is the last time we taught we spoke i was i recorded our our play session for you portions of it fucking hot which i intended to do yesterday and completely left my fucking phone downstairs in the kitchen what the fuck man i know i totally fucked that up sorry i'll make that up to you but what's happening which is good news is i'm seeing jade more often now her schedule is loosened up a little bit and so she has a little bit more time where i wasn't able to see her on a consistent regular basis it was much more spread out and now that we're able to do that there's a rhythm forming and it's getting really hot Oh, like, tell me about hot. it. Well, she answers the door, first of all, like I said, in this little black teddy spaghetti strap number, and which is always fun. But of course, you know, my little buddy's barking and he's whining. He wants to see me. <laughs> and so he instantly jumps on the couch where I sit and he's just waiting for me to get there. So I kiss her hello and I go sit down. He jumps right in my lap. But of course, Jade is in lingerie. And I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. So <laughs> she, smart man. Yeah, she, uh, I was. I, I played with him for like 15 minutes, and boom, we were. I was like, okay, I need to get you out of that. We got to get upstairs. So I go into the restroom downstairs. She goes upstairs to get herself ready, and I actually beat her to the bedroom. She was in the bathroom. I got naked. I get in bed. She jumps right in and she gets right on top of me with the lingerie on. Right, so she's kind of straddling me, um, and she's going to get mad at me. But she's like, she is under. She's five foot tall on a tall day, so she's a tiny little thing, and she just literally just climbs on top of me. It's it's hilarious, <laughs> and so we start making out a little bit, but very quickly. I just, I get like my hands underneath her and just throw her on top of my face. So I'm licking her pussy while she's sitting on my face. Oh. The the lingerie is still on momentarily, but I started to to take the spaghetti straps off while she was on top of me and she could, so she could pull her arms out because as I've mentioned before, her, her breasts are super fucking sensitive. So I will squeeze them and go down on her at the same time and it just changes everything. <laughs> but I had one hand on one breast while she was sitting on my face and I was choking her at the same time. Oh, so that's so fucking hot. Benefits to the short folks because I'm here to tell you it's not easy <laughs> to do if like you're over 5'5". Five, five. That's not a thing. So... I, it was in really fucking intense because, you know, squeezing a little bit harder on her neck and on her breast and, you know, the orgasm just gets that much more intense. So, again, from there, almost immediately she comes down and she's straddling me again. And that's where it's like, I want your cock in my mouth. I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, that, that works for sure. <laughs> so, I can oblige. <laughs> absolutely. So now, of course, uh, before she got down there, I took the her lingerie off, so she's got nothing on now. And while she's sucking my cock, I'm still squeezing her breasts, and you know, I'm choking her a little bit. I've got her hair in my hands. She actually she pulled, put her hair up in a bun, so I, I kind of gr- was grabbing the back of her head. Again, like you said, there's something about when someone's looking at you with this like intensity while they're either sucking your cock or going down on you or whatever. And it's not like 
they're looking for anything other than to be certain that you're thoroughly enjoying everything that's happening. Like yeah. they want that to be the case. Yeah. You know, and when someone is moaning for me, when someone's moaning just as much as I am and they're the one sucking my cock, that tells me everything I need to know. Oh, that's so right? fucking hot. That's like, yeah, it's like they're absolutely invested in what's happening right now. Yeah. Right? So this is going on for a while. But strategically, what I did was before she went down to suck my cock, I reached over to the nightstand and grabbed the condom because I knew there was no fucking way that I was going to ha- be able to have her do that for a great length of time and not fuck her. Like there was no way (laughs) that was going to be a thing. So she starts, she's going down on me. I have the condom in my hand. I kind of tucked it. I put it behind my head and on the pillow so I knew where it was. So I could go back to putting my hands on her. And eventually I start stroking my cock. She's licking my balls because I was then able to put the condom on. I had torn it open. So I put the condom on. I literally pick her up and put her on her back and This is what's interesting about mine and Jade's play the last few times we've been together. While she very much enjoys that hard, intense, like, impact and pounding, to begin with, it's not soft so much, but very intentional, right? So I start slowly and... With, with pressure and with kind of thrusting somewhat hard, but more, it's more like a deeper, more intentional kind of pressure. Not just fuck, 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 Not fuck, like fuck, a fuck, jackhammer, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And that seems to be working very well for her. So well, that's am, my favorite, those yeah. long, deep strokes. That's Ugh. exactly what it is. So I'm paying a lot of attention to her nipples because they're super fucking sensitive and there's nothing like being able to have her orgasm while you're fucking her and you know, manipulating her breast. It's just super fucking hot. So that happens first. And then I go down on her. Okay. And she lasers and it's so fucking smooth down there. It's like crazy. (laughs) It's just so smooth. And so nibbling on her thighs a little bit, I go down on her. She has an orgasm and then another one. And then she's overly sensitive, obviously at that point. So now she can handle a little bit more and wants a little bit more of like the intensity. And that's when things get ramped up. So she sat up for a second and I just kind of pulled her toward me because she was almost off the bed at this point, like her head was off the bed and I just kind of pulled her toward me. So I had her ankles in either hand and I was fucking her really hard that way. And which is, you know, she loves it super deep and hard and she's telling me how deep it is and how much harder she wants it. And I mean, it's just so fucking hot. It's impossible for it not to be. (laughs) But then I thought something I have not done with her before. Let's try this. So I pull her further down on the bed and now I straddle her and she's like closed missionary. Oh, I love that. I have her hands, her wrist in my hand and I'm uh, in my hands, one hand, one wrist in each hand and very deep, very kind of forceful, but not like a super hard pounding. And as she's orgasming and it's, it's super fucking tight and like you can really feel the fucking pressure, like in that position, you know what I mean? And this is going on for a pretty good period of time. I, in fact, lost a, a period of time while this was happening and more than more often than not, like we'll stop and we'll take a break and she'll start sucking my cock again. Uh, there was just no way that was happening. Not in that fucking position. I could. There was. It just wasn't going to happen. I was not going to stop, and I was not willing to relinquish that position. I was going to say you. You were getting greedy with the pussy. That's it, what you were doing. It was fucking hot, and of course, like I'm biting on her breasts a little bit, and I'm you know squeezing them, and I've got now I've kind of sat up a little bit. My her waist is in my hands. I'm squeezing her by the waist. And eventually, like, I, there was just no way I could continue fucking her and not 
come and like she genuinely enjoys the idea of that like the 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 pulsating once i'm coming while i'm inside of course i'm wearing a condom but i'm inside fucking of her. hot and like she that's just something that like she's totally fucking down with and when someone is telling you that that's what they want and how much they enjoy it i mean so i literally much like you were talking about we just collapsed we are sweating because there's no fan on yet so just literally collapsed on one another and i'm laying on top of her not realizing that all of my weight is on her at this point. I'm like, oh shit, that's probably not super fucking comfortable because she's tiny. And so <laughs> I very slowly get myself out of that position and, you know, pull out of her. And then literally we laid on the bed for a minute. She got some water and she start, She opened up the, the nightstand drawer to try to find the remote control for the ceiling fan. And then we just fucking laid there just out of breath, collapsed. <laughs> She was laying perpendicularly to me. Like she just couldn't move from that position. And we just we were just laying there until eventually she made her way back over to me and we were just laying there talking and just kind of coming down from it. But man, I was out of breath. Like it was like legit intense. I think it's been really fun to see what you're building with Jade because obviously she likes more rough and aggressive play and yeah. the fact that you're able to provide that for her and kind of amp it up or tailor it to specifically what she's into and how that's kind of created this different connection between the two of you that's fucking hot it's hot for me as your partner to hear about those things well what's interesting is like i said we are now being we're able to play a little bit more often right because her schedule loosened up and i say this all the time but at least for me the more time i spend with somebody the more comfortable and the more accustomed you get to their wants and their needs and their desires and and what works and you know what really makes them tick and because of that our playtime has just really gotten fucking intense like it's hot like super fucking hot and it i mean it was before but now it's like like i said it's there's really just this definitive intensity that takes place yeah. you know it's unique and like you say I, this we could very easily have been upstairs in her bedroom for every bit of 45 minutes full on sex i don't know 100% i lost all track of fucking time it was just super fucking intense and and when that happens that to me is like i don't care whether it's 5 minutes 10 minutes or or 2 hours like you just lose that that whole sense of time and space. Yeah, that's the best. You know. Yeah, it's been really really exciting to hear about your play with her because obviously it's very similar to how you and I play and hear your level of excitement and the things that you're doing with her and how just interested you are in going over there and amping it up or trying something new with her or whatever is very very cool. So, no, again, you guys got a two for today. We both have been playing solo and doing our thing and having a yeah. lot of fun and we wanted to kind of share from both perspectives, which is obviously what we did today and I think that the reason that I love talking about our play as much as I do obviously it's fucking hot it turns me on but the other part of it is I hope anyway that even I know we have a lot of people listening to the show that don't play the way that we do a lot and that's totally fucking okay play whatever way makes you feel good in the lifestyle but it's fun to share it from our perspective because even as you're telling me the story with Jade I'm thinking about how connected you have to be with a person to get to that level and to feel comfortable doing those things to feel comfortable choking her and you know grabbing her tit at the same time you're eating her out and well i mean, I mean for her a, t- tell me take you know take your pussy and it's like okay i'm in that's yeah, I'm, fucking I'm hot in. yeah 100 and I, I truly believe that if i was in the room you would never get to that level with her it would be difficult 
I don't think it'd be possible because it's about genuine connection. It's about organic connection. If I'm sitting in the room, it's almost like I'm cock blocking you to some degree. I mean, not to say you couldn't have fun, but it's not going to be the same level of intensity. So I love that you're able to be this autonomous human being that goes out and has these fucking hot experiences. And then every time you come home and I benefit from it. Well, how could you possibly have the experiences you have? with me in the room no fucking to the way. degree that you do. No fucking way. Right? Thinking about this experience I had with the California guy that I'm getting ready to go see again. Oh, yeah. There is no way I would have been comfortable getting flogged up against a wall, fucked like crazy for an hour, spanked, choked, all of these things with you sitting right there. I would have been in my head about it. Well, for sure. And for me, it's like whether, you know, for, for my regular play partners, obviously, because I see them often, our dialogue with one another, our connection, while very similar, both myself with um, Susan and Jade, is also very different. But I don't think it would, I know it wouldn't be to the level that it is if you and I played together. Or, or for example, if you were in the room or I were in the room, there's just no way, I don't think there's any way where you could get past that o- your own headspace. Yeah, your own you hangups, know? your own, well, and you're also, you're diverting attention. Right. Instead of you just being able to focus on pleasuring the person you're with, you're sitting there thinking about, okay, what is my partner thinking right now? Are they turned on by this? Is this a hot view for them? Are they going to be weirded out by any of the things we're saying to each other? Is there anything going on that they're not comfortable with or that they're not turned on by? Yeah, there's listen, it's difficult enough, especially when you talk to some guys I do about, you know, their performance anxiety. There's and we have this conversation a lot with people who play with couples, right? Particularly people who start playing and they're new. And they're they're playing with couples, and guys are like, "Oh man, I just sometimes I can't I can't stay hard, I can't get hard, I can't stay hard long." It's like you're in your fucking head, and it's totally understandable. You're on display. You got a goddamn audience, right? You know, you were literally on stage. Yep. There's no question about it. Some people thrive in that environment. Most do not. Right. And for me, it would be difficult to be as engaged with my partner at the time if you were there. And there's no fucking way you could do it if I were there. I completely agree. So anyway, that's the beauty in our separate play. And I'm glad we could share those details with you guys. Of course, we're going to be talking even more on the bonus episode this week. And if you want to hear more about the E&M Summit, our bonus episode from last week, we went through a lot more of the details of it. Obviously, that project will result in us talking about a lot of things coming up and sharing a lot of resources. But if you want to hear about it before anyone else, make sure you check out our bonus episode available exclusively for our Patreon community by heading over to patreon.com slash front porch swingers we talked earlier in the episode but just want to remind you we have a ton of events coming up we have the asn awards pool party we have pod bash we have the denver event on june 24th we have a lot of stuff coming up so if you plan to join us for anything make sure that you get your tickets while they last by heading over to members.frontporchswingers.com we are also going to be going to naughty in new orleans and splash atlanta if you'd like to join us for either of those events i'll put the links in the show notes so you can just click and buy your tickets it's going to be super freaking fun obviously if you're planning on coming to splash you have very little time to get a ticket very little because it's this weekend as we're recording this or putting this out i should say yeah so uh yeah we hope to see you at some of these events over the summer and at our events of course and what else do we have so we've got denver on the 24th of june the hot wives of denver we're going to have the hot wives of denver in august on the 26th we have like you said asn splash naughty we have a full fucking summer and then pod bash 2023 here in Las Vegas. It's going to be fucking insane. I cannot fucking wait. We're doing a full hotel walkthrough. When we get back from Splash, we're going to do a video and share it with our Patreon folks. And it's just so much fucking fun. So make sure you join us. And as always, thank you guys very much for listening. Thanks, everybody.